Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In his first remarks since the crash, Putin spoke of Prigozhin in the past tense. I knew Yevgeny Prigozhin for a very long time, since the early 1990s. He was a man with a complex destiny, and he made serious mistakes in life. He achieved the results he needed both for himself and when I asked him for the common cause, as in these last months. He was a talented person, a talented businessman. And, uh, yeah, so that's Putin memorializing the guy he just blew out of the sky. For some complicated relationship. Yeah, I'd say so. I can agree on that. Uh, But what does it mean going forward that Prigozhin and many of his deputies are now presumed dead? Major Mike Lines retired from the United States military and is a respected military analyst on CNN, among other places, and we're uh, glad to have him now. Mike, how are you? Good morning, guys. Great to be back. I saw your first tweet after the news broke. You said, big if true. I think we all agree it's true now. Prigozhin is most likely dead, and Putin probably killed him. Why is it big? Well, I, I, I was surprised that it happened so fast. It was likely going to happen. I said back then, when it first happened, I'm talking about the mutiny, that, um, that Putin needed to keep him around for a while. So he took inventory as to what exactly the capability of Wagner was, disarmed them a little bit. Um, he is an earner, you know, using that uh, mob family analogy, uh, with tentacles in Africa, Syria, and other places throughout the world. And knowing that if he kind of you know whacked him right away, let's say back then, that uh, he, he could have given himself more problems. It took him two months to the day, 
to figure it out. Um, I'm surprised Prigozhin felt so comfortable that he could get on a plane that left the Moscow airport heading to St. Petersburg. Um, you know, pilots don't get on planes that they think are going to blow up. Um, and so he must have been lulled to some false sense of security that he was safe for a while. Um, but uh, Vladimir Putin at the end you know, wins the day. You know, Mike, I'm glad you brought that up, because as wily and cynical as a man as Prigozhin was, it strikes me as uh, difficult to swallow the idea that he took Putin's word, that all was forgiven, and was flying around inside Russia. So that's the 20% of my brain that's holding out the possibility that they cut a deal that he would disappear forever um, and and fake his death. But anyway, putting that aside, we'll presume he's dead. Uh, Wagner is a significant fighting force, as you know, and I'm sure you'll explain. They are involved in all sorts of stuff all over the world. Where do they go? What do they do? Right. So he must feel, Putin, I'm saying, must feel that he's got uh, the leadership under control. He did take out the number two guy, Wagner, in the same plane crash. Um, but these are individual mercenaries. They, they were the only ones that had any really success from a military perspective, while they were in Ukraine, while they were fighting in Ukraine, and that's what caused the mutiny in, in, the, be, in the beginning because Prigozhin felt he wasn't getting the support he needed to finish the battle. So you, you, you wrap all those you know, things uh, together, um, and uh, you know, he decides he's going to uh, try to mutiny and try to put more pressure on Vladimir Putin. But he's te- his tentacles extend into Africa as well as Syria, other places where they train militaries and they do lots of different things, uh, earn Russians money, which again, Vladimir Putin must feel completely comfortable that he's got uh, this organization under control right now. Well, Prigozhin is an awful human being, always needs to be pointed out. So nobody's, uh, you know, worried about the well-being of him and his family. He was a terrible, terrible person. Glad he's dead. But what does this mean for the war effort? Is this a good thing for Ukraine or, or, or nothing? Um, probably nothing. There, there's independent channels that are going on. It shows that Russia might be changing a little bit of its strategy, perhaps, um, in that uh, I think they're going to kind of hold in place right now. I, we're, get, we're seeing, you know, the Western tanks will show up here in about a month, and I hope we're sending blankets and winter supplies to the Ukrainians because that's really the next step in this fight right now. The F-16s, the air support won't be there for a while. Um, but the Ukrainians are on a counteroffensive that they're getting closer cutting off Russian troops in the south. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Russians decide to crank things up a little bit and, and uh, you know, dig themselves in a little bit more. They're already well-mined in, into where they're at right now, but probably still separate. This is more or less another challenge that Vladimir Putin's got to overcome if he wants any victory in Ukraine. So uh, Vladimir Zelensky saying the Wagner guys should come over to his side and complete their march, march on Moscow, which is a great line. But it, you seem to be saying that you think Putin has control of the Wagner command and control and that they'll continue to, to dance to his tune. I think so. And I think because of what he did initially after the mutiny was squelched and that what he did was he took all their heavy weapons away. So they don't have the capability to fight back. He, he banished them outside of Russia, sent them to Belarus, um, where we've seen photos of them training certain units. The ones that are safely tucked away already in Africa and Syria, you know, they're not getting back to the homeland anytime soon. So he's he's done. You know, he dissipated that that threat. He took a threat that was once very concentrated as it marching to Moscow and dissipated it and, and really made it to the point where it, it should not threaten him anymore. 
Mike Lyons is on the line uh, talking about the uh, death of Prigozhin, some of his deputies, and the future of the Wagner Group. Uh, Mike, as we've learned under your tutelage, it's a very, very different thing to take ground as opposed to holding ground, particularly ground you've been on for a long time and have fortified. Uh, When the tanks and perhaps a handful of F-16s are brought to bear this fall or winter, how significant a change in the the math is that going to be? Well, I I think it could impact, and that's because if you look at a map, we're not talking about great distances. They don't have to travel, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles in order to have an impact. The the distance between, uh, let's say, Zaporizhia and where they need to go in in that southern portion of that salient that that protects um, Crimea is only about uh, 100 miles, not even even 90 kilometers in some areas that, that they can break through. It's going to come down to long-range fires. If we can bring in long-range fires, ATACMs, MLRS, more of a capability where we could stand up, we, the Ukraine military can stand off and fire into that salient and create that kind of chaos that allows the shock effect with the tanks and with the airplanes to make a difference, it's possible. They could, they could break through, threaten Crimea, and at least get Russia to the negotiation table. That's got to be the strategy. As you read, what's happening is what the United States is trying to get the Ukraine government to do. Uh, excellent. So one more question, complete change of topic. But during the Republican debate the other night, uh, a number of uh, the candidates expressed um, enthusiasm for the idea of somehow using the United States military to help secure the southern border. Um, constitutionally, legally speaking, how far could we go in doing that sort of thing? Possible. Um, it would have to pose a threat if we crossed the border. You couldn't use U.S. troops inside the border. You'd have to, have to be on the other side of the border. Um, you could make a case. You know, we've seen movies about that going after some of those locations uh, inside of Mexico that, that generates uh, some of the fentanyl and some of the cocaine that, that finds its way into the United States. I think that's a slippery slope. I, I don't think that that's, that's a good idea. I think it was probably red meat for you know, kind of the base at this point, given where, where immigration is. Um, There's more flexibility think, for the National Guard, though, right? There, there is, but again, that's inside the border. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're not federalized, again, without getting too into the legal side of this. Uh, but you, you can send federal troops to the border that can reinforce what the National Guard is doing. But if you're talking about a cross-border operation, which is what some of those people were uh, you know, Ron DeSantis in particular said, um, I think that that's, that's probably a slippery slope. I think Pence was saying the same thing. I mean, we don't want to use our military to try to fight some, you know, these cartel units in, you know, in Mexico. It just doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, you'd really have to bring the Secretary of State on to ask him, oh, what about a drone attack on the cartels? I mean, because that would be... That would be a big deal, beyond big. Uh, Mike, hope you have a great weekend. It's always uh, enlightening. Thanks so much for the time. Great guy. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Thanks. Major Mike Lyons there. Um, Much more to come, including, do you remember a couple of years ago, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, which is a tuneful bunch of fellas, uh, unleashed a song via like Zoom. Sweet Adeline. Oh, no, it's not Barbershop. No, no, indeed. It's more of a chorus, a big. Anyway, uh, they unleashed a song called We're Coming for Your Children. And uh, and people were aghast, and, and they made it clear, it's a joke. We're making fun of you yeah. paranoid conservatives who think gay people are trying to recruit the kids. It's an edgy joke. Well, 
It is an edgy joke, particularly given what's going on in schools these days. And the story behind that song is extremely troubling. Okay, I don't know this. We'll get to that uh, in in a segment or two. And I'll stay tuned to text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. All our family functions, Joe was always there. I always liked Joe. I always thought he was a nice guy. She's a nice looking girl. <laughs> That's why I asked her to go out. <laughs> a few days later, you know, went home, thought, I wonder if he'll really call. He did. I hope you're not sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm not sorry. We've been having a party for the last six months. <laughs> So it's a 93-year-old, lifelong bachelor, never got married, and he's 93, engaged to a woman that he dated 64 years ago. You heard her there. She's 84 years old. I don't know about the age gap. You're going to have trouble finding things in common with a <laughs> nine-year age gap like that. Wow, that's something good for those folks if they found happiness. You voted for Taft? Taft? I don't even know. I was a little kid. I don't know who Taft is. Taft was a fraud! <laughs> I don't know how they're going to have anything to talk about. That's a nice story. I actually, nice actually know a couple. Uh, he passed uh, last year, I guess it was. I spoke at his memorial service. Bill and Diane, um, they were high school sweethearts, then went their separate ways, got married. All kinds of different life happened. Uh, deaths, divorces, that sort of stuff. They got back together as uh, quite a bit older people, and they got married and were like the happiest couple I've ever seen in my life. I absolutely believe that can happen and can happen pretty easily because that chemistry and nobody knows what it is exactly. But that chemistry, when like you really think, wow, this is a yes, you know, like uh, in terms of the human species and coupling and the rest of it, this is a clear yes. But then life gets in the way, whatever. It's still going to be a clear yes. 30 years later, That's 40 years later, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. It's not because you like the same music and he has a joke and you laugh at it. Now, that stuff helps. But no, it's something chemical that we may never understand completely. 
So what do we all think of the Trump mugshot? It's already a meme. Is it? Of course. Of course it is. Oh, yeah. It's being used like uh, me when they tell me my latte was given to the other, the wrong person. <laughs> right. That mean look. <laughs> right. Which I see as a, this is game time look by Trump. Right. We were wondering with a smile, scowl, whatever. He went with kind of a determined... Uh, well, we got this text. I think this is a pretty good summary. Trump's profound mug pose, Uncle Sam needs us, needs you, us. Oh, is, that's a good one. It, that is exactly what it is. It's kind of a, I'm your leader, and now is the time. Uncle I Sam need you needs more than you. Ever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that that is what he's portraying, and that's the way it's received, I think, by, you know, 30 to 50% of the country. Now, I was watching MSNBC last night, and they started with another historic day. No one will forget this day, the day a president for the first time. was. I thought, I'm not going to remember this. I won't remember it next week. No one will forget this day. There aren't many days I remember forever, uh, but this ain't going to make the list. Where do you order permanently wadded panties? Is that an Amazon thing or, or what? It's hilarious. Uh, you know, it's funny. You went with Uncle Sam, which I think is perfect. Um, I was thinking if I were going to put words to that picture, it would be don't tread on me. That's a good one. Or, don't tread on us. The Trump people immediately had merch for sale. T-shirts, bumper stickers, hats, everything with the picture on there. And never surrender is the slogan he's gone with. He yeah. tweeted for the first time since he got booted off Twitter January, did he get booted off the day of January 6th or the next day? I think that day he got booted off. I admire it so much in terms of the cleverness and the merchandising and the strategy and the politics. I would suggest go ahead and surrender if you lose the votes, if you lose the election. I think that's real important that you go ahead and surrender if you legitimately lose. And I know some of you out there, oh, you idiots, didn't you hear about the machines and blah, 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 blah. There's no way Joe Biden, blah, blah. Okay, save your emails, please. Um, At that point, you have to surrender. It's called the peaceful transfer of power. But again, as a marketing uh, slash political scheme, I think it's brilliant. Yep, we're in a bad spot. We're in a bad spot. I don't know if we pull out of it, actually. I think it's uh, uh, practically a coin flip of whether we pull out of this. I think it's less than a coin flip. I'm seriously preparing myself emotionally, intellectually, uh, freeze-dried food and uh, stockpiling weaponry for a period of serious unrest in the United States, multiple years. Yeah, it fits in a little bit of what we were talking about earlier. We had that Thomas Sowell quote is that the reason politicians lie is because we demand things they can't deliver. They promise them. Then we don't get them. And uh, we get more worked up for the next person that promises even more stuff that can't be delivered because that's not the way things work. And I was Mm -hmm. listening to a podcast yesterday where they're discussing uh, democracy in in the Western world and all that sort of thing. And one of the the problems that society has gotten itself into is what they expect out of democracy. Democracy is really only better than the alternatives, period. But somehow it's kind of gotten into our heads that it is to deliver happiness. It is to deliver wealth. It is to deliver good outcomes for everybody. No, 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 no. Really, all it can deliver is 
a better chance of not having misery, <laughs> a, a, yes. a, a better way to hold off, no chance to get ahead, no rule of law, you getting everybody getting screwed. It holds that off better than, uh, but but the other side of the equator of the going to give you happiness, going to give you everything, going to make you rich. No, never was designed to do that for everybody. And uh, if you have that expectation, you're going to be unhappy. I think that's a great way to end it. Because every incentive is for the powerful to uh, betray their vows to try to deliver as much of it as possible to keep you uh, on their payroll as opposed to the other guys. It's like their it, electoral uh, payroll, as it were. It's like if you went to get the vaccine for something, and not only is it going to keep me from getting the dread disease, it's going to make me thinner and uh, better looking and all these other things. No, no, no. All it's going to do is keep you from getting the dread disease. Everything else right. still the same. And anybody who claims otherwise is lying to you. It's not designed to do that. It never was. It's impossible. There is no system that can do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a good run. We had a good run. <laughs> wow. Aren't you glad you tuned in? If you want more of this sort of thing, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. 
two years ago. Singing, we're coming for your children, and I remember it was supposed to be sarcastic or whatever, but man, that's a heck of a thing to joke about. Oh, well, yeah, and as the verses make clear, we'll teach your kids about fairness and inclusion and loving everybody, which is a decent enough sentiment, and it was claimed that there was just a joke to provoke. Well, for instance, this uh, headline in one of your uh, big gay news websites, right-wing cranks flip out over hilarious gay men's chorus song about teaching kids tolerance. And it could be it was sincerely meant by the fellows in the chorus. I don't know. Uh, and just a, nah, a quick... Su- <clears throat> you didn't come up with the title, We're Coming for Your Children, to, to not just be provocative to people you think are stupid. I think that was, there's a heavy measure of that, absolutely. A quick aside before we continue on this. <clears throat> I wasn't sure what order to present this or even to save some of it for next week, because not to overload on this particular topic, but um, I, I came across the write-up of uh, more detail uh, and nuance to the headline that I mentioned the other day that Denmark had joined a bunch of other European countries in in completely reversing what the U.S. is doing with what I will call pediatric sex trait modification. I will never use the term gender-affirming care ever again. Um, that they've completely shut it down. They said, no, we can find no evidence this is a good idea. We will only do this in very, very rare cases. Otherwise, it's going to be counseling. Um, and and all the detail on that, which is super interesting. But the one thing that made my jaw drop just a little bit was in Denmark, one of the leaders in this is a very prominent uh, gay group, LGB group, who are aghast at a targeting little children who are way pre-sexual with these messages and b what they consider the horror of if a little boy is effeminate trying to convince them you're not gay you need to to have surgeries and chemicals to turn you into a girl combined with the evidence-based medicine they're thinking this is a terrible idea so maybe more on that next week if we have time. I'm sure we'll have time, but it is super thought-provoking. Anyway, back to this song. And again, I don't, I'm not accusing all of the guys in the Gay Men's Chorus of having insidious purposes because the verses of the song seem fairly wholesome about let's teach everybody tolerance. But the question always gets back to tolerance for what? And as more eloquent speakers than me have pointed out, tolerance for bad things and evil things is not a good quality. It's the opposite of a good quality. At any rate, back to the song specifically. If And this is a, uh, a, a Twitter thread by uh, a fellow by the name of Malcolm Clark. The song by the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus caused outrage. They claimed it was a satire of age-old concerns some gay men prey on kids. Some do. Of course, you know, lots of pedophiles exist on all sorts of you know sexual spots on the spectrum but anyway um pinky perky news described critics as right-wing cranks and as the video is hilarious a lay a libel of gay men is hilarious apparently so okay fine if you want to show you understand the need for clear safeguarding boundaries is it a good idea to joke about predators satirically and that's a word 
that the the Denmarkian, the Danish uh, gay people were using, safeguarding children. That's a big term now that's being thrown around. Anyway, what's worse, the men who wrote Coming for Your Children, Tim Rosser and Charlie Sohn, had just emerged from another safeguarding debacle. The year before, a musical of theirs was shown on a global TV streaming service and provoked outrage. No wonder they had written a homoerotic musical about the Bakabatsi, or dancing boys. That's right, the pre-pubertal boys who were bought and sold as sex slaves in Afghanistan. Afghan activists were horrified saying the musical equated child abuse with homosexuality. Yeah, if you've read The Kite Runner, you know kind of what that whole world is like. Awful. It is horrific. But they thought it was kind of sexy and in a lot of ways okay and wrote an, an erotic musical about it. The writers and actors apologized. Here's a snippet of the promotional video. We're not going to play it for you because it's entirely a visual. I've written about the play in my blog previously. The writers said they wanted us to understand the humanity of the characters, including the traitor who rents the boys out. One review praised the special bond between him and one of his boys. The New York Times reviewer lambasted the play, suggesting it should never have been written. In particular, in particular, he criticized the glibness of the writers who had effectively sanitized and even glamorized a cultural practice that is beyond appalling. Good for the New York Times. I did. They were scathing and horrified. If you'd like, you can watch a documentary that exposes the horrific lives of the dancing boys of Afghanistan. It was made by Frontline PBS in 2010. And they have a link. The writers claim it inspired them. Afghanistan was more complex than we had realized. Complex? The shocking thing is, Rosser and Song's play was first performed in 2017, yet they only apologized for the outrage uh, after the outrage in 2020. Then, less than a year later, they the gay men's chorus chose them to write a song for them. And that song would be, We're Coming for Your Children. The chorus and the rest of the LGBT plus lobby, excuse me, who defended them, were lucky Rosser and Sohn's link to the musical about child abuse was only revealed later. God knows, Pink News probably would have found that link hilarious too. So what does the story prove? When LGBTQ plus activists satirize the risk of child abuse, it's a sure sign that they don't take safeguarding seriously. The New York Times reviewer hit the nail on the head when he criticized the glibness, an unforgivable, unforgivable glibness marks the LGBTQ plus's lobby's entire approach to children. From puberty blockers to drag queen story hour, the LGBTQ plus lobby assures us it really cares about kids. But always remember, these are the same folks that thought We're Coming From Your Children was hilarious, a song written by guys who made a musical about boy prostitutes. I keep picturing that like 60-year-old dude in his tidy whities grinding in front of the kids at the parade and people cheering. And What the hell? It's worth noting that there is a significant part of the male gay community um, that advocates the fact that often men over 18 are mentors, like social, psychological, and sexual mentors for gay teenage boys. 
who don't know what to make of their gayness. They feel alone, whatever. They need to be shown the ropes. And this section of gay men, and fellas, I don't know what percentage of you it is. And and I will assume, unless I'm told otherwise, you're a fine and decent human being. I'm not trying to cast stereotypes nor aspersions. But there is a significant part of the gay community that believes that's fine. That indeed, that it's kind of a nice thing. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos talked was, about that yeah, and gonna, got murdered for it. I was going to mention know. Milo. So he said, yeah, that's a common thing. And he basically lost his career over that. Yeah, it was handy because that was a club they could beat him with as a conservative. But he was absolutely right um, that that exists. Well, I was somewhat kind of willing to give that song the benefit of the doubt that it was just a really edgy joke. Because I'm, you know, I say things that plenty of people think go too far about important topics. But now that I know the background of these people, no, no, that all, all, all benefit of the doubt is gone. And I would say to the guys who thought, no, it was just we're coming for your children to teach them tolerance and being kind. It, it was a misstep. That was really a bad idea, all things considered. And while I could say, okay, I get it, two years ago, now that I see radical gender theory, which had never been whispered of in any American school for the entire history of our country, now teachers in blue states are being ordered, you need to make this part of every class, including math. Now that joke isn't funny at all. Moving along, a word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. The average break-in lasts 8 to 10 minutes, so fast response is crucial. And that's why Simply Safe Home Security launched its breakthrough technology 24-7 live guard protection to help stop crime in real time. Yep, now Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and deter intruders. So they're going to be watching the person break into the house and they get the little microphone. They can jump on there and say, hey, hey, lame we're looking at you. The cops are on the way. Enjoy jail. We're videotaping every second of this. Maybe you should have studied in school so you don't have to steal other people's stuff. We worked hard for it. By the way, I hate you. Enjoy jail. Yeah, the new smart alarm indoor camera is the only indoor security camera that can trigger the alarm, and then the monitoring agents are going to watch and instantly deter intruders with a built-in siren. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Right, exactly. That's I love a simulation this. of sound. Sound may differ. With advanced motion detection vision AI, the smart alarm indoor camera can sense the difference between potential intruders and pets to reduce false alarms. Ah, oh, this is such a great system. You don't want my, my pug didn't break into the house. He lives there. Right now, Armstrong and Getty listeners can get a special 20% off any Simply Safe system. And of course, you customize it for your home uh, when you sign up for a free month trial of Fast Protect Monitoring. That special offer, this special offer, is for a limited time only. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. How do you feel about nudie art? Did you see our friend Tim's post about the art that he has in his home? Like art that includes nudity? Yeah, <laughs> it includes nudity. I mean, I'm fine I, with it. I'm fine with it, too, but I don't, I don't... Do you have any in your home? I don't have any. I, I don't. I have been tempted because I've seen some just gorgeous art that involves the human form, which is, in some cases, quite beautiful. In many cases, disgusting. Not speaking for myself. Um, <laughs> but given... People's reaction to it and or kids Boobs. coming in my house. Uh, thank you for that. Um, 
well, I haven't pulled the trigger. Do you want to have art that everybody's first reaction is boobs? Well, only a boob would react that way, coincidentally. So, Tim, Tim had some pictures of Artie as in his home, and I, I replied, you have porn in your home? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a boy. beautiful statue of a naked lady or something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We rubes. We have you know, our standards. Funny. I was going to text him, and I really should have. I couldn't figure out how to word it. Uh, a young person who I care about very deeply is looking at going to law schools, and very, very high on the list is one of the great conservative law schools in the country. And I'm trying very hard to be the style of dad I've always been, as my kids have grown to adults, and that's, if you want a consultant, I will give you a gentle word or two of my opinion, but I am not going to push you, and I'm not going to live your life for you. No, that's not the way you do it. you got to be you out of that school, or you're not eating here for Thanksgiving. Or you're out of the will. <laughs> <laughs> but given the lefty radicalization of so many of our law schools, I did at one yeah. point say to this young person roughly, of course, you would be on the right side of the struggle for the soul of the United States. So other than that, that's one thing. I'm sure they've got a cool cafeteria at that other place. <laughs> yeah, boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy is right. Um, we have we have more to go. That's what we do. We do uh, a bunch of hours of this every we single day. Labor on and on. And you mm. can subscribe to the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand, and, and listen to it as you go. But more news on the way. What's going to happen with the Fed? Are interest rates going to go up again? A lot of people are arguing for it. Among other things we'll talk about. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. 
and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Wrong and Getty Show. Will it start if you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election, and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. That six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pound man was Donald Trump. Two fifteen, my eye. Well, that's what they reported yesterday out of the courthouse. I guess that was self-reporting on the height and weight. Uh, kind of like we all do on our driver's licenses. But the mugshot was real, and it is out there. And that was Trump afterwards explaining why he did what he did. Um, just came across this Byron York of the Washington Examiner. He was responding to Tucker Carlson's interview with Donald Trump. And obviously it got a gazillion views by people interested in it. And probably some Trump haters that watched it. But a lot of mockery on the left. And Byron York tweeted... It'd be good to see President Biden do a wide-ranging 45-minute interview. Friendly journalists like Tucker on his side would be fine. Just want to see him speak extemporaneously and at length on a variety of topics. Yeah, how about that? How about you? Go ahead, do a friendly interview, but 45 minutes on a whole bunch of topics. Go. You're going to see a talking dog before you see that. Well, yeah, and we all know what. Biden can't speak for 45 seconds. Yeah, I almost lost my cat in a fire, so I know how you feel having lost your child. All joking aside. <laughs> Holy cow. Again, every time I think of that, it makes me want to vomit. That's yeah, rough. Speaking of uh, Maui, headline from the liberal Washington Post. Maui utility may have compromised evidence in fire probe. The utility removed damaged poles, lines, and other equipment from where the Lahaina fire reportedly started, documents show, before investigators were able to view the scene. I'm sure they did that to cover up for climate change, which caused the fires. The only narrative we heard, and the narrative we heard 50 times in the moments after the Lahaina fire... Turns out not only is the utility dirty and had defective equipment and ignored their own contention that they needed to fix everything years ago, and then they covered up the evidence as soon as they could, as soon as the ashes stopped smoldering. But they're still focused on climate change over on the left side of the aisle. I'm fine. We want to comprehend climate change. Why is the climate changing? What can be done about it? Fine. But quit with your cultist religious zealotry about it. Good Lord, people have died. Can we slow the hell down and try to figure out what happened before you go into your ecstatic climate dance and start chanting your 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 magical incantations? Uh, I can understand why the electric company started trying to cover their tracks. They saw the incredible payout that PG&E has had to make in a couple of different fires. It's billions of dollars. Yeah. When these yeah. things, uh, when the rubber meets the road. Well, Gavi Newsom will let PG&E raise their rates, though, to cover the lawsuit, so that'll be fine. They'll still make their profits. I saw another story on the new COVID variant that I may have had, where I was really, really sick a couple of weeks ago, and I know a lot of you don't believe it's a thing, but I was really Good friend sick. of ours has it right now. I was dang sick, and I had COVID. But 
uh, news report today, what I had already heard, that it, this is more capable of causing infection in people who have previously had COVID, so it gets around the natural immunity and gets around the COVID vaccines. This, the CDC said this strain is notable because of multiple mutations and its ability to get around our immunity. So, you know, believe it or don't believe it or whatever. Yeah, I, I think don't. the CDC is all kinds of full of crap and uh, mask mandates uh, were horrible and all that stuff. I agree with you, but it don't mean there ain't a strain going around right now that can get past your immunity and make you damn sick. Yeah, I don't even think you need to throw in the disclaimer, you know, honestly. But, uh, yeah, I would I would tip my cap to Dr. Fauci and the Wuhan Institute. Man, when you do gain of function, you designed a humdinger. I mean, you just hell, is there a Nobel Prize for uh, designing and unleashing horrifying diseases that may last forever? If so, you win it. Well done. Yeah, no kidding. How are we going to kill this thing off? Probably never. Might end up snuffing mankind. Who knows? Oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus, right. We do. Why am I yelling at him? (laughs) We do four hours every day. If you miss an hour or a segment, get the podcast. Subscribe to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.